What's up, y'all? It's Speed Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. This episode has been well, well fucking delayed because I really haven't been feeling like myself. But I'm like, you know what? Let's just come back because I know I'm way past due to do a damn show because there's a lot of shit I got to talk about. And there are three things I want to talk about in particular. First off, first off, let's start with the Bulls winning nine games in a row. And they have the third third best record in the NBA right now. And I couldn't be prouder of them. Because when you play with a constant fire that's burning you, and you have critics that are constantly coming for your neck saying that this team isn't going to live up to expectations. They said that DeRozan, <clears throat> excuse me, they said DeRozan was the worst offseason move of the season. But DeMarcus DeRozan has been, DeMarcus really, DeMar DeRozan has been absolutely fucking killing it for the Bulls this season. And this is exactly what I wanted. But, there's always going to be a but. And you got Zach Levine there doing his thing. You got small balls. Kobe White is making sure his name is not in any trade talks. And he was one player during the Bulls kind of low seasons that I paid attention to because I'm like, yo, he definitely has the potential to be a force in the league. If he's just be like, if he keeps working and he's consistent in his game, he'll definitely develop into a better player. And he's definitely doing that now. So to see where things are going with Chicago, I couldn't be more happy. However, DeMar, I don't need you to disappear during crunch. Well, not crunch time because you made two consecutive game winners two days apart. So I don't have to worry about crunch time, but playoff time. Come playoff time, I need you to step up even more. Even more than what you already are, because you're already playing MVP basketball as it is. And that should be commended. But sir, we need that same regular season energy when it counts in the playoffs. And the Bulls haven't been in the playoffs since 2017. And if you guys follow me on Facebook, you see I did my Bulls eulogy with my... Gear on, my hat, my glasses, my wine, I think I had. But yeah, keep that same energy during the playoffs because during the season, you can tear shit up left and fucking right. But all I ask is stay healthy. Keep your heads. Stay consistent. Don't slack off and assume teams are just going to give you games because you have a nine-game winning streak because you had that mindset. That we have to go in there and we have to win and prove people wrong. Keep that same mindset through the entire season and the playoffs. And you very may well make a very deep playoff run. So congratulations to the Bulls on this nine-game winning streak. Now let's head to L.A. Listen, I set my ass through hell when the season began people laughing at the lakers talking shit this and that waiting foaming at the mouth for them to lose now that things are kind of starting to come together for their asses fucking finally when it's at the second half of the season well i guess this one wouldn't be considered the second half of the season because it's not all-star break yet but during the second half of the season into the new fucking year the lakers have won Four games in a row. 
and Malik Monk has been fucking balling out of his mind, okay? Yes, he is doing his thing, like he always does. Kings do that, right? However, Malik Monk is what really should be applauded because he was the spark that the Lakers needed when they were losing games back-to-back and blowing games like hell. When Russell Westbrook fouls out and he is having a lackluster-ass, what, lackluster turnover-filled night, they need consistency from a player of the caliber of of Malik Monk because he's going to come out every game, not average six turnovers a game and more, and then just act completely nonchalant about it. He's going to work hard and get his points. He's not going to go out there and average a triple-double, and then suddenly when someone criticizes you for it, suddenly you have a nonchalant-ass response like Russell Westbrook did. And his attitude is exactly why. He hasn't won a championship yet. Yes, you can pad your stats. Yes, you can do triple-double this, triple-double that. But if you can't control the fucking ball, those stats are just in vain. And they just look good. So, even though I was satisfied with the move Russell Westbrook made to L.A., his attitude and the way he's been playing hasn't done a goddamn thing for me. And I can say that. And he said the right things. He brought Kobe up. I believe in his po- in his um introduction. Him and Kobe were cool. However, Kobe would be the first person to tell you you need to, need to tighten up on them fucking turnovers because if, any, if Kobe hated anything, it was turnovers. And if you were on the team with Kobe... He would have been gotten your ass about them fucking turnovers that you average on a fucking nightly basis. So I don't want you to tell me shit about how this and that is going to happen during the game. No, you need to dial back those fucking turnovers if you fucking can or if you even care to. Because the Lakers are looking into trading him. And honestly, honestly, I don't blame him one bit. Because the piece obviously doesn't fit. You were one of the biggest pieces of the, of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A big piece, you were supposed to be a big piece of this team. And then when you don't pan out the way that people think that you should, you need to go to another team where your attitude and your turnovers will be tolerated. It won't be made such a fucking big deal. Because the Lakers were favored to win the championship. But when things started to go the way that they did, and you played the way that you played, no, that could not be tolerated. So, if the Lakers were to trade Russell Westbrook tomorrow, I wouldn't be shocked or sad, not one bit, because I don't have the time for your shit, your turnovers, or your lackadaisical ass triple double. So, sorry, but not sorry whatsoever. Malik Monk, keep fucking playing. This is the energy that they needed during the during the se- during the beginning of the season. So the Lakers, you better keep stay the fuck on this roll. And the people that has so much to say about the about the losses, where y'all at? Bring your asses to me on these on these fucking wins. But I don't expect people to be impressed because remember they're supposed to win these. Yeah, they're supposed to win it, but they didn't before. So as much so, like I said, as much shit as I watched at the very beginning of the season, you fucking right. I'm gonna soak up these wins. So. Y'all can pucker up and suck it.
Plain and fucking simple. Especially if you are a Laker hater and you own the Lakers' asses. But you're not going to be on my ass. Because you know I'm going to call it exactly like I see it. <sighs> now, let's head to the NFL. Now, I was really debating on doing a show about this much sooner. But I just really wanted things to pan out before I really said anything about it. So, Antonio Brown pretty much left the team high and dry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He got undressed in the middle of the field, which I didn't mind at all, because, trust me, Antonio Brown is fine as fuck. I get it. However, when you leave your team high and dry, there's always a question as to why. We all know that he has mental illness that's no that's not a surprise nor has it been a secret because i believe he's been struggling with cte since that hit he that that hit he took versus the damn Bengals when he was on the steelers and that still pisses me the fuck off but anyway there are reports saying that they wanted him to i think bruce arians wanted him to go in and he wasn't cleared to play but then it turns out that he was cleared to play and, like, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's like, there are so many different stories of what actually happened that I don't think that we'll ever, we'll ever get the full fucking story about what happened. Because A.B., he's going to do what he does. And I've seen him literally do the same shit before. In Oakland. Then you pretty much, co- like, you got your ring in Tampa Bay, which I'm still happy for. And you managed to show your ass on every team that you're on after the Steelers. And honestly, the Steelers, they, like I said, they came out the other side, like, with a sigh of relief. Because they, they're glad that they really didn't have to deal with the bullshit bullshit. Like, from Oakland on out, Antonio Brown has just been, what's the word I'm looking for? He's been a cancer, so to speak. When he comes to play, he comes to play. But when he gets fed up with something, the smallest little thing can end up being a huge fucking deal to A.B. It might be a small thing to Bruce Arians, and it might be a small thing to the Bucks management. But to Antonio Brown, that's the worst thing that you could do. So, like I said, I've been trying to pay attention to it. But there are so many fucking entities about what happened, who said this, who did that. Like, it's just a lot. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't believe that we'll ever get the full story because everybody's going to have their side of what happened or their side of what didn't happen. But the Bucks officially did cut him. I believe either earlier today or yesterday or sometime this week. I don't actually remember. But they're saying, like, we need to stop rewarding behavior like this. And signing him and stuff like that. But A.B. is the type of person that anytime something like this happens, like it did in Oakland, he always manages to land on his feet every single time. So, honestly, I don't feel bad for A.B. I feel bad for his mental condition. I feel bad for his mental state. Because that's nothing to be taken lightly. Mental health is never a fucking joke. Trust me. So, 
as far as him for life without football, again, he'll manage to find some way, somehow, to get back in the NFL because it's happened before. So, I don't see what's stopping it from happening again. Well, but then again, he is on the team with the almighty Tom Brady. And if Tom Brady says chop him, he will be chopped where he stands. And we know that Brady has the same power as somebody else does in the NBA. But that's another story for another day. And with this episode, this episode that I should have been fucking done, I'm going to wrap things up here. Thank you guys for your support over and over again. I love you guys so very much. And you guys have a good day.